All right, Patriots, Hardliners, Warriors for Christ, it's time to stand up and take your nation back. Are you ready? It's time to assemble. It's time to return God back at the top of the throne where he belongs and get Christ back in our heart where he belongs. They've crossed this line one too many times, and we are going to take this nation back once and for all. Isaiah 42:13 reminds us, the Lord goes forth like a warrior, like a man of war, he stirs up his fury. He shouts out his battle cry against his enemies, he shows his might, and that's what we will do here at his heart line. We will show his might. They have crossed this line for the last time. So let's take this nation back. Let's get started. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Good evening, good afternoon, and good, well, good evening. I tell you, it just depends where you're at in the world, I guess, it doesn't it? It is, or at least where I'm at in this side of the world here in Michigan. It is May 29th, 2022, and uh, it is Sunday. It's Memorial Day weekend. And I hope everybody's having a great weekend thus far. And I just want to make sure that, uh, you know, I'm not going to say happy Memorial Day. Because there's nothing happy about memorializing the men and women who paid the ultimate sacrifice and gave their life up and spilled blood for this nation. So that we may be able to have the three-day weekend and spark up the grill and grill up hamburgers and steaks and brats and drink beer and you know, maybe go fishing or take the guns out to the range and shoot or go on that long vacation. Sure, those things are, are happy, but uh, I'm not going to sit here and say Happy Memorial Day because it is n- there's nothing happy about Memorial Day. It is a somber day. It is a day of recollection. It's a day of remembering the dead. And why they died. So, when you're out there with your family and you're flipping that burger, you're cracking open that beer, or you're, you know, casting that line out from your bass boat and you're doing a little fishing, remember why you have that next day off we call Monday, which would have been the beginning of a work week. Now, not for me. My work week started today. I was hauling fuel today. Apparently, people still need gas on Memorial Day weekend. I don't know why, especially in Michigan. Everyone seems to want to come up north. I don't know why. <laughs> but, hey, it's all right. It keeps me busy. So I had gas to haul today. That's certainly fine. I'll be working tomorrow, getting that overtime pay, that double, double, you know, double time and a half pay. It's perfectly fine all right by me. I'm doing a His Hardline discussion off the cough today, off the cuff, um, unexpected, not scheduled. It's not a typical day I do a His Hardline discussion. Don't expect too many people to listen live, and that's fine. Um, there's a reason why I don't do, uh, I don't put out the times of when live shows are going to be because it's, you know, random. You'll know what days they'll typically be on, but this is the first time I'm doing a His Hardline discussion on a Sunday. And why am I doing this? Well, for two reasons. One, I have an empty house. My wife and daughter are at the cottage. They're at their, uh, you know, they're at my in-laws' cottage up there, um, about an hour away from here. So they're enjoying a little time at the lake. So that's good. I was there yesterday. Um, 
couldn't spend a night, had to come home and make sure that I got to bed early so I can, uh, you know, haul gas for all the patrons and, you know, find men and women of this nation that want to come up to pure Michigan and enjoy all that we have here in this beautiful state. The reason I want to do a podcast today is, uh, and it's not going to be a long one. I'm going to try to make it fairly short, but I want to give, because this podcast has been growing quite, um, quite well, and I'm very excited about it. And I want to say thank you to each and every one of you out there. Sincerely, from the bottom of my heart, as I always say, I am the co-host here, and God and Christ, they're the host, because I consider this platform their platform. That's why it's called His Hard Line, because evil has you know, crossed those lines so often in our past. We cannot allow it to happen anymore. These are hard lines that Christ drew in the sand. And believe it or not, he etched in stone, and ten of them are known as the Ten Commandments. And there's also another one called the Golden Rule. But nonetheless, there are many hard lines. There are many red hard lines out there that we have to be very familiar with and make sure that we know what those hard lines are so when the enemy crosses over them, we know exactly what our action and recourse is going to be. God led me to start this podcast I want to say it was in the beginning of 2021. I would want to say it's like right around April, May-ish. About a year ago, maybe more than that. I can't remember the exact timeline, but definitely over a year. And I was all excited about it. I, I had a graphic design. I was going to make shirts. I had shirts. That I was going to you know put my logo on the front and then you know different Bible scriptures on the back, which I still am going to be doing. But... Um, You know, it was something that I had in the back of my mind that I was going to do. And then time went on. And then I'm not going to say I forgot about it because nowhere in my mind did I ever forget about the idea. But what happened was, in my humble estimation, I think Satan crept in, got me distracted with something else, other things in life, right? Because he knew what the power of what that would result in if I proceeded in those actions. And so I got distracted. And I, like I said, I didn't forget about it. It was always in the back of my mind, but I never really pursued it. I guess you could say I had a paralysis of the analysis because I often was thinking about the details of, okay, how, when, why, where, you know, what am I going to do? What kind of material am I going to discuss? What's the format going to be like? Am I going to have one show, three shows, two shows, you know, 28 shows? I I had no idea of the details of where I was going to be led. And so I, well, for lack of a better term, I just kind of procrastinated. And it was up until, I want to say, let me think. So I got involved with the assembly, the mesquite, you know, the, the, my county assembly and the state assembly. I got involved 
was in 2021. Let me see. I got to dig back in my memory bank. I want to say it was like late summer going into fall. Yeah, that's what it was because I officially got involved with my county assembly in August or October, excuse me, October. And swore my oath and, you know, covenant um, on the county side. And then the state side wasn't until about March of 2022. I started this podcast. I want to say it was February 3rd. It was very at the very, very beginning of February. Leading up to that date, so a week and a half prior to February 3rd, I had read a, uh, I had read something, it was a transcript of a sermon by a gentleman uh, with the name John MacArthur. I believe he is at a church in LA called Grace Community Fellowship Church or something of that nature. I can't remember the exact church. Forgive me if I have it wrong. I know it has the word grace in it. But his name is John MacArthur in LA, out in California. And I read a lot, I dig a lot, and I research a lot. And I was, you know, scrounging through the national-assembly.net forum pages. And I was going through all the forums and kind of looking at different foundational documents and different posts and things like that, that, you know, give the foundation and in education about the assemblies. And I ran across this transcript by John MacArthur. He gave this sermon August of 2021. And I read it. And when I read it, when I got at the end of the sermon, of the transcript of that sermon, and I'd completed reading it, something moved inside of me. Now, keep in mind, this is, you know, this is end of January of 2022 when I ran across this. Now, I had developed the idea of starting this podcast, His Hard Line, right? April going into May of 2021. So we're creeping up on like, you know, eight, nine, 10 months now. I read this transcript and something moved inside of me. And it was almost as if I felt a, you know how when somebody just kind of clips you upside the head, like, you know, you dill, you know, like you dillweed, I can't believe you, you, you said that, right? And they clip you upside the head, like lightly, right? Like right upside the back of your head, just right upside the head, right? I'm not going to sit here and say I felt an actual slap upside my head, but in, in, in other words, the, the power that moved inside of me, that's the best way I could explain it was a, was a subtle clipping upside my back of my head by God or the Holy spirit. I don't know who, but definitely, uh, you know, probably definitely God. And what I had internalized, what I had heard internally within my being was, what are you waiting for? If you're not going to move forward on this, I will find someone else who will. I need you now. Get going. And so I got going. And I started investing money in equipment, microphone, subscription to further my, you know, my subscription on Podbean so I can have unlimited audio to do podcasts. I went and bought domain names, found a perfect domain name. And I mean, I I just, I started going, I just started going off the wall with it. That week leading up to the podcast, I had Satan in my 
presence, no doubt, trying to stumble me and trip me up, not just with the project, but at work. I mean, every day was a seriously bad day, I, but I knew what was happening. I knew, I knew what was happening in that moment. And I said, you know what, devil, you know what, Satan, you can do all you can do, but I'm going to tell you right now, I'm going to win. I am going to triumph because this is for the Lord. This is the Lord's fight. And guess what? He wins. And as long as I am his foot soldier and I have Christ in my heart, I got news for you, buddy. I will throat stomp you to the ground and you will have nothing to say about it except to bow down to me because I have Christ in my heart with God at my side. So you step aside. Mm-hmm. I want to read to you the sermon. It's not long, but I, I find it, I, something moved me tonight to, because I'm getting more listeners, I'm getting more downloads, and I find, I have found it incumbent upon myself to share the story of the why his hard line came to be. So let me read the sermon. Again, this is by John MacArthur at Grace Community Church in L.A. And it reads, I have to tell you as a pastor that I have you on my heart all the time. I normally do, but it seems that the current situation that we're in, that the burdens that you are all carrying are very, very different, very unique. Life has changed dramatically, dramatically for all of us. And I just want you to know that I'm praying for the Lord to give us all wisdom and revelation and the knowledge of him so that we can keep our focus on him in a time like this. And I go to, I go back to a way to understand this by looking at Romans chapter one, and I'm, I'm just going to comment on it. And you've heard me, you've heard me comment on it before, but Romans chapter one, starting when verse 18 says that the wrath of God is revealed by the heaven from heaven against all ungodliness and unrighteousness of men who hold the truth in unrighteousness. If there were ever, if there would ever be a nation of people who held the truth, it would be certainly our nation, as well as most of the Western world. We have had the Bible. We've had the revelation of God. We all are very much aware that has been rejected in our nation wholesale. And as a result of that, the wrath of God has been revealed. It is revealed against any society, any culture, any people who hold the truth in unrighteousness and who turn from God, and that's exactly what our society has done. And Romans chapter 1 defines the wrath of God. It says that this is what it is. God, when he judges a society for rejecting him, turns them over to, well, sexual revolution. It's explicit. We have had that. 30 years ago, I suppose, the sexual revolution. That was the first sign of divine judgment. He lets men go into sexual unrighteousness, pornography, and really the death of any sense of biblical morality. But there's a second step in Romans 1, and and that is there will be a sexual revolution, and that there will be a homosexual revolution. And Paul explicitly mentions that men and men, women with women, and this produces many effects, and one he talks about, I think he's referring even into venereal disease, which could be seen as AIDS. So when God judges a nation that has rejected his truth, there will be a sexual revolution by, 
followed by a homosexual revolution, which we've been watching for the last couple of decades. But the third point is, he says, God gives them over. God gives them over to sexual perversion. And God gives them over to homosexuality. Then God gives them over to a reprobate mind. A reprobate mind is a non-functioning mind. And what does what that means is the final step in divine judgment is a kind of insanity where nothing makes sense. And out of that, Paul in Romans chapter 1 lists a long list of every imaginable kind of wickedness and sin that will literally flood and drown a society. In the middle of that list, of course, is deceit and the hatred of God. So there's a reason why this country is in the insanity that it's in, and it is the judgment of God. God has allowed this nation that has rejected him to go down the path of Romans 1 through a sexual revolution, a homosexual revolution, to the point where there is an insanity that really makes no sense to any thinking person. It's a reprobate mind. It's a mind that does not function. And out of that mind that doesn't function comes every imaginable kind of evil. It was John Calvin who made the interesting statement that when God judges a people, he gives them wicked rulers. And when God judges a people, he gives them wicked rulers. So this judgment of God that has sent us down this careening path of transgression, iniquity, and sin is also aided and abetted by wicked rulers because they tend to be the architects of all of this, if not overtly, certainly covertly. So I just want to say that you have to look at this in the light of divine judgment. What is happening in our country? The chaos, the insanity, the nonsense, the things that you can't figure out, the confusion, the disorder, the disruption is all part of divine judgment. And if you understand that you're going to realize that you can't fix it, you can't fix it. The election will not fix it. The next election won't fix it. A new governor in California will not fix it. It cannot be fixed. It is divine judgment, and it is obviously unleashed on us, and we are in the final stage, the stage of insanity. The folly of all follies in a situation like this is to think there's anything you can do in the human realm to stop the divine judgment of God. That's not possible. This is God judging, and he laid it out in detail. We are under judgment at a severe level, and the most severe level revealed in Scripture short of final global judgment yet to come in the end of the age and eternal judgment in hell. What is wrong in this country is not fixable. This is God bringing judgment. The good news is that he protects his people in the judgment that his cover is over us. We are in the shelter of his protection, and we are saved from the wrath to come, and we are protected in the current judgment. But I just want you to understand that the church has one great responsibility in the midst of all the judgment, and it's not to try to fix what's wrong in society. The same chapter, Romans 1, gives us our mandate, and Paul says, I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God unto salvation to everyone who believes, to the Jews and the Gentiles.
our responsibility is to preach the gospel, not to be ashamed of the gospel, but to preach the gospel, which is the only answer. And the only hope is Christ. And the only appropriate response to Christ is to embrace him as Lord and Savior and to embrace his glorious gospel. I guess what I'm saying to you is don't expect it to get better, but it raises the stakes for what we as believers in the world are called to do. And while so many churches, so many churches ranging from the liberal churches to the even evangelical churches are caught up in trying to fix what's wrong in the world, everything is a result of judgment. Even the racial hostility, the insanity of teaching people to hate and living on vengeance and revenge. All of these kinds of things are part and parcel of what happens to a culture when God lets them go. They go to an insanity where nothing makes sense, and that's where we are. For us, we know the truth because we have the mind of Christ in the Word of God, and our responsibility is not somehow to figure out how to fix the world, but how to proclaim the gospel that can deliver people from the world from the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of God's dear son. The church needs to focus on the person of Christ, and sadly, it's all over the place on social issues, which cannot be fixed, first of all, because people are sinful. And what's wrong in the world, in society, is a reflection of sin. And secondly, because that sin is compounded when God removes normal divine restraint, and it becomes a judgment. So the judgment is that sinners get what they want, and it gets worse and worse and worse. The church has one calling in the midst of this, and that is to be the church. It should dawn on people about now, if it hasn't already, that for the church to reach the world, it can't keep trying to be like the world. It amazes me that you have the world cultivating hate and trying to put it in elementary schools and all of that. And then you have evangelical churches feeling like they need to adapt the issues of the world and filling churches with the same kind of deceptive ideologies. And all it does is rip and shred and tear. You have to see those things for what they are. They're not fixable. They're a reflection of a fallen sinfulness, a reflection of a nation that has abandoned God, and a reflection of divine judgment itself. So what do we do at a time like this? Well, we have a very clear calling, as I said, to preach the gospel of Jesus Christ. The church needs to become Christ-centered. For the church to reach the world, it has to stop trying to be like the world. Because why would you want to identify with the society under with a society under judgment? Understand that what's going wrong in our society is divine judgment. We have to be the church. We have to be the heaven haven. We have to be the eye of the hurricane. We have to be the safe place, and we have to be the place where Christ is exalted and the word of God is proclaimed. Truth is known and believed and lived and taught. We have the mind of Christ, and it's in the pages of the Scripture. Jesus said in John 12, If I be lifted up, I will draw men to myself. This is the time for the church to focus on lifting up Christ. And that, of course, is the theme of the text that we're looking at. If you turn to Ephesians chapter 1, Ephesians 1 chapter 1, this marvelous epistle directed at the church and the life of the church starts out with an entire first chapter that is magnificent, a portrait 
of Christ, as you will find anywhere in the Bible, it is so profound and it ties the person of Christ to his people, to his people. It shows us Christ and it shows us our place in Christ. I sincerely hope that this brings pause in your and our lives to realize who we truly do belong to. What we are destined to become with an authority awaiting for those of us who choose the right path to follow in this journey of maturity in a dangerous world. So now what did the black robe patriots do in the beginning? They prayed to God for strength, knowledge, wisdom. With the guidance of Christ Jesus, they picked up their muskets and called for volunteers and went to work to build a nation under God. No mystery at all. God's will is that. You be saved, spirit-filled, sanctified, submissive, suffering, and saying thanks all the time. That's God's will for you. And that right there was the transcript from August of 2021 by a pastor by the name of John MacArthur. When I read that, that was the thing that moved me to get acting on what I needed to do for God here at His Hard Line. That right there is why action got taken place. The words spoken by John MacArthur moved me in such a way that I needed to, well, fulfill my duties and my job given to me by God with the gifts given to me by God to put out this message, which is why I'm here. And it's no accident that I have been growing astronomically, in my mind anyways. I mean, listen, I went from having a thousand downloads a month for the first three months to doubling that in May. Thank you again for all of you that have done that. And I attribute that to God and all of you. Please keep sharing this because this is the platform that's going to be helping people pick up the pieces after the realities get shattered for what's to come. And I'm not trying to put a doom and gloom out here because that's not what we do here at His Hard Line. What I am here to do, what we are here to do here at His Hard Line is to bring comfort and to be there to answer questions when the hard realities are faced by so many. Because like it has been said, never will there be a time where so much will be asked by of so by so few of so many. We're about to enter into a an area, an, an age in our era here where many people are about to realize just exactly what has been truly going on in this world, not just in their own lifetimes, but decades and, well, centuries even beyond them. And so that's why his hardline exists, is because of this very sermon right here by John MacArthur. I just wanted you to know, for those of you that are new to this show, to this podcast, I wanted you to know why we started it here. That created the inception of his hardline into becoming a manifested reality. I ask for your prayers. I ask that you continue to share this show. 
We have a website, www.hishardline.com. You can find us on Telegram at His Hardline Show, on Truth Social at His Hardline, and also on Rumble at His Hardline. And yes, I'm on Gab for now at His Hardline. Not sure for how much longer, but the main central place you can find me at is www.hishardline.com. Visit the site, poke around. Share the podcast far and wide with everybody you know. I don't ask for donations. I just ask that you put this podcast, copy the link, and send it via text, social media, email, Morse code. I don't care how you got to put it out there. Just put it out there. That's what you can do as a donation to me. Share this with five to ten family and friends, coworkers, whatever, enemies. I don't care who. Just get this out there. Thank you for all of your support, ladies and gentlemen. And with that, we'll just end in a quick prayer. Thank you, Father, for all that you do for us. And thank you for this platform. Thank you for the growth that we have thus far. This is your platform. So I know you're going to grow it according to the way you see fit. And I will go along with the ride because this is your show. This is not my show. This is your show. I'm just a co-host. I'm the one along for the ride. I hand over my Surrender of my life 100% to you. And I pray pray all of this in your Holy Son's name, Jesus Christ. Amen. Until the next time, that's all I have for you. Until then or the next time, signing off and have a blessed day, morning, or afternoon, wherever you are in the world. Bye-bye. Ladies and gentlemen, I want to say thank you so very much for joining us here for another His Heartline discussion. Don't forget to share this website, www.hisheartline.com. Share this podcast far and wide. And remember, as it states in Joshua 1.9, I command you, be strong and steadfast. Do not fear nor be dismayed, for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. And that's what it means to be a hardliner. We are firm, we are steadfast, and we are uncompromising. We are warriors for Christ, and this is the Lord's fight. It's time to take this nation back and return God back at the top of the throne where he belongs. Thank you for joining us again, and come back again. Have a blessed night.